what am I bringing to this fight? Or what am I bringing to this unusual interaction? What am I bringing to this uh, problem? What is my role in creating this? And, and, and conversely, what is my role in, in improving things? This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Alberto, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to, uh, to catch up with you. I've, I've, we've crossed paths uh, quite a few times at seminars here and there, mostly yeah, up in, in Toronto. I always love seeing you, man. So yeah. it's great. It's yeah, always great training with you. Thrill. Um, so um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where are you based, um, and how did you get into Sistema training in the first instance, the, the short version? <laughs> well, it's kind of a roundabout story. I um, uh, First of all, I'm, I'm a... a I was born in Mexico originally and came here as a young boy. Hmm. Uh, I was uh, about nine or ten when I came here, and uh, we settled in Michigan. Specifically, we settled in Detroit. Um, after a while, we moved outside, sort of northeast of the city or northwest of the city a little bit. And uh, uh, but I attended, uh, you know, a, a school where I wrestled. I was I, so I wrestled in high school and in college. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, and uh, and then I wound up going to medical school. So um, then I, I did a residency in family medicine, and then I've done some a lot of extra sort of learning on neurobiology of mood disorders. So right. the physiology of what happens during stress is super important for yeah. what I do. Gotcha. And so I'm kind of an expert on it. I do a lot of research. I keep up on all the new stuff that's coming out, and it's and it's a uh, it's something that's really exploding in medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so that, that's uh, the first part of your question. The second part is how did I come into Sistema? I actually happened to be in Russia. And I was specifically in St. Petersburg, Russia, and was mm. in a little nightclub uh, sitting with a friend, uh, having a beer. And then all of a sudden there were uh, three big strapping tourist guys who had a little confrontation with a small guy about my size. He was maybe a little shorter than I am, actually. The guy was about 5'6". I was in like 5'7", or mm. soaking wet. Right. And uh, I thought, so I, I stood up to sort of just intercede because these guys looked like they were going to get violent. They were upset about something. Mm. And uh, the, the, the guy who was the guard, he was like the doorman, and he was a small guy, you know, just sort of average-looking, didn't look specific, uh, especially muscular or strong or angry or tattooed or anything, any of those things that you might associate with a guy who's prone to being good with violence. Yeah. And uh, he literally, as soon as the one guy put his hand on him, he put the guy down and then the next one mm. and then the next one. So that literally in maybe 30 seconds, they were all on the ground mm. um, and he was, he had them all in different kinds of joint locks. So it was pretty shocking wow. how well he handled him and how calm he was. Mm. So. After the thing, I went up to him and tried to speak to him. Of course, at the time, I didn't speak any Russian. So, hmm. um, uh, you know, he, I asked him what this is. So I, I, I knew what the words, what is that, in Russian. Hmm. You know, like the fighting and all that. And I sort of showed him with body movements. Yeah. And he just shrugged his shoulder and said, normal. It sounded <laughs> like normal to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's actually now, you know, I'm, 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 now that I'm uh, more versed with going to Russia and knowing the, the beautiful country, 
Um, I know that that's a, a, a thing that they sort of shrug their shoulders and say, oh, it's nothing. It's just nothing. You know, yeah. that's that's what that means. And so for a while, I would look on the Internet and look up, you know, the word normal, Russian, da, da, da. And I couldn't find anything, man. I, I, you know, I thought that was the name of the martial art. I thought that's what he's telling me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, eventually I ran uh, into, uh, you know, I, I got smart and I put in the word Russian martial art. And mm. there, there was a Russian martial art in Toronto. And then I saw the videos and I thought, you know, that looks so fake. It looks staged. You know, mm. That was my first thought. Yeah. Because the guys fell so easily and... The, the, the person that was doing the punching or the movements didn't seem to be putting a whole lot of effort. So I was mm. kind of a victim of the uh, Hollywood uh, fighting mindset, you know? I, yeah. I just didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided to go up to Toronto, and of course, uh, I met Vladimir, and uh, that was 11 years ago in 2007. Right. And uh, it was uh, really an amazing experience because even though I was a, a respectable wrestler in high school and especially in college, yeah. uh, I had no idea that this type of thinking existed and this kind of movement existed and how effortless. And, and then the power with, of the punches was just uh, like it took the breath out of me. Yeah, uh, literally. Uh, of course, until I learned to breathe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so that's my way of doing it, and and I've fallen in love with it ever since. You know, I just think it's one of the greatest tools for understanding your life and for living your life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, did you um, subsequent to that? Did you train mostly at seminars and like repeat trips to Toronto and to Russia, or did you establish a training group up there anywhere in Michigan? Well, you know. It, it, you know, what I forgot to tell you is that in the meantime, uh, after high school, I got my black belt in Taekwondo, and I traveled with a U.S. Olympic uh, team and, and collegiate team. Wow. And okay. uh, the, the master who taught me was actually one of the coaches and a well-known guy, and he also choreographed some movies and stuff. So mm. just a great human being and a great teacher. Mm. But I, I just felt that there was something missing to all the formality of, of martial arts. I mean, as a sport, it was quite good. So then when I learned about Sistema, I kind of like, I, I couldn't believe that I had just seen what I had seen or mm. experienced what I had experienced. So it took me about, uh, about nine months or 12 months to go to another seminar. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, and then they started getting closer and closer. You know, like I started doing them every four to six months. Yeah. And then eventually I, st I started my own group. So we have a group of, for sure, eight dedicated students. Mm. Uh, who I'm taking to uh, six of, or four of them that I'm taking to Toronto uh, to, uh, tomorrow. Oh, wow. Tomorrow okay. morning for, yeah. the, for this weekend night seminar. Yeah. Uh, but we have up to 16 students that show up at any given time. And uh, it's a fun group. We have a lot of fun. And they all tell me the same thing. They say, hey, this has changed my life. Yeah. They all tell me the same thing. And, uh, and so that gives me a great sense of accomplishment. But I also feel the weight of the responsibility yeah. of changing somebody's life, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes me want to really know what I'm doing and learn new things so that I can keep them uh, in, the, in the fold, you know, of this type of learning and this type of seeing, uh, of this type of way of seeing things. 
Yeah, definitely. And that must be, um, I mean, in addition to that responsibility, you're also um, like a practicing physician, right? Also, like, like so you, you've, you're, it's not yeah, as if that's your full-time gig. Yeah, I'm a guy, you know, I'm a practicing physician. <laughs> I'm an internationally renowned jazz musician as well. I'm the uh, medical director of, of a medium-sized clinic with four doctors. Yeah. And I'm a medical director of a bigger clinic with uh, 11 doctors. And I'm in the process of opening a third clinic Wow. Uh, that's going to have about four docs. Uh, and, and, I, and my patients ask me, so are you going to retire? I said, I can't because I'm too busy. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so did you, did you, um, in your initial kind of forays into Systema, did you start, um, for me, for example, my background was kind of genetics and immunology and did quite a bit of physiology and things on the way through and some crossover stuff as well to do with stress. And I kind of work with corporate groups on stress and stuff now. And um, and I saw almost right away in Systema that there just seemed to be kind of like a deeper physiological underpinning to a lot of what Systema has to teach, right? That, that there's... Um, that with a lot of other martial arts that I did, there was, of course, there was aspects of kind of physics and just kind of momentum and control of balance and things like that in order to throw hard yeah. strikes or to manipulate or to grapple. And, and there's, a, you know, there's a, there's a science to boxing and there's a science to wrestling and they're all very complex in their own ways and that kind of thing. But it just seemed like Systema for me right away um, went deeper into the physiology of things and specifically into the psychology of things in a way that I'd, I hadn't really seen in other martial arts. And did you find that when you started training, you started seeing those parallels and, and in what ways did your kind of medical training in your systema training and vice versa well you know that, that's a great question because that is the reason why i love it so much mm-hmm. it is it, it really changes your physiology and it changes your mood yeah your spirituality your sense of being your sense of community all those things change and you know I, i've told a few of my medical colleagues that that i understood a lot of the stuff that i've been talking about to my patients mm. for the first time after doing uh, some Sistema and after starting to understand Sistema. And I also understand that it is a process and it's going to be a lifelong thing. Um, For example, you you know, you study physiology, the body has many redundant things to sort of protect itself from insult and from stress. You know, Uh, Sistema is actually a perfect example of that. I mean, if somebody grabs you by the lapel, there, you know, there's not one move. Hmm. There are literally hundreds of things that you could be doing, Hmm. including uh, relaxing him, including how you breathe, including how you move, which arm you use to move him, which leg you use to move him, or if you don't even use your limbs. Hmm. I mean, there's hundreds of things that you could be doing to to respond to that. And and the response has a physiologic effect, not just on you, but on that person. So... Those kinds of redundancies of it, the mystery of that is, for me, the main attraction, the beauty of how nature and how humans interact with what we are and, and mm. how we're built and how our physiology works. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a very, very special, um, how can I say it? I, I, you know, it's not a religion. It's not a sport. It's not mm. a martial art for me. It's, mm. it's a way to understand the world. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to add the other monikers to it, sure. Knock yourself out. But, uh, for me, it, it is a tool that, um, gives you a, a much deeper understanding of yourself. And, mm. uh, a lot of times, you know, they say Sistema and then they take a pause and they say, know yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you learn so much about yourself, 
about your physiology, about that, about all those things, and about other people, hmm. you know, and, and, and how responding to violence with violence is exactly what uh, someone who's deluded into thinking that violence is the right response to everything. Hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's been I've heard it described um, quite a few times um, by different people as, as like, almost like an operating system for living, right? That just also happens to be a very effective martial art and an effective way yeah. of calming yourself down. That, yeah. you know, it does so many things. And when I try to describe it to you know sometimes about parties or things like oh, I get interviews, you know, introduced to you know the, the spouse of somebody my wife knows or something like that, and they're like, oh, you do sistema? Is it like like it's like karate or, or krav maga or something? I'm like, yeah, not quite. And, and they're like, well, what is it? I'm like, and I have to I end up having to try and describe it in terms of the benefits i'm like well it's kind of imagine all the best bits of yoga meditation martial arts and um and a session with a psychiatrist <laughs> roll yeah, those all into it, one it, and, it, it and, absolutely and, is. and you'll probably heal some injuries along the way and get to know yourself better you know it, it's it's a very interesting and unique thing and the only trouble is getting across to people that could do all those things you know it sounds a little bit cultish yeah. when you describe it in that way people look at you in a very suspect suspect way it, it, it is you know yeah. it, like i like to remind my students you know it's not about what other people do to you. Yeah. It's about how you respond to what they throw at you. That's that's the key of, of this, is how you respond, how you manage your, your feelings, your fears, hmm. uh, your abilities or disabilities, uh, your uh, rage, your love, how you manage all those things yeah. while someone's trying to attack you or do something to you or grab you, you know? Hmm. And... So you need to learn to deal with those things one at a time, or sometimes it's overwhelming because you deal with them all at once. And um, it, it's a process. And I said, you know, it's really funny. Sometimes I tell Bob, man, you're a great master. And he just shakes his head and he says, no, I'm not a master. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they're, they're, these guys are very, very humble. The guys have, who have reached those kinds of levels. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, if you talk to them, they are still exploring, they are still experimenting, they are still trying new things. Yeah. And, uh, like, looking at videos of, of Michael and and, and uh, Vladimir mm. from the, the first initial, you know, videos that came out on VHS, and looking at them now, they move differently. It's like a whole different thing. They're refining this all the time, and it's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that seems to be like a characteristic of it and, and one that I really like about Sistema in that because yeah. we don't have this kind of um, achievement gradation kind of levels, even when you become an instructor, it's not like a badge of honor or, or a mark of achievement. I mean, in, in a sense it is. It's like, well, you've reached a level where you're, you know, where you can pass it to other people, but that journey never stops, right? And it's ne- nobody that's decent anyway would ever stop going to Vladimir's place to learn. <laughs> you know, everybody's always going to no, keep going right. back to the source because it's almost, it's more like a craft, you know, in some ways. Um, it, it's something that you never stop honing. You know, you see these like 90-year-old woodworkers still learning how to whittle wood and like in, in ways and they're they're just brilliant you know it's one of those things that gets better with age as opposed to like yeah. sports which tend to you know you'll peak i don't know about like 30 or 40 and, and pretty much after that you're not really going to go past your athletic peak at that point right because your, your physical capacity decreases and the things that those most sports demand of you kind of uh, as the ravages of time kick in you you get less good at them like pretty much you don't have as much you know your reflexes slow well, down yeah. a little bit and, the faster you know, getting muscles, back but, to the point that i made yeah. in a lot of sports there's no redundancy they're just rules yeah yeah and with Sistema, there are no rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Really, there are no rules. I mean, if you have to have a rule, the rule is don't let the guy hurt you and don't hurt him too badly. Right. You know? Yeah. Or hurt him or, or as much as you need to. You know, but even the word hurt is not uh, 
doesn't belong in there. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more of a moral limitation than than, than actual physical limitation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is that you know, to to, to live is to have change all the time, mm. and 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 for those people who live good lives, especially those people who live good long lives, you know, uh, they have all kinds of bad things happen to them, but they continue, and there's and they find joy in things. You know, if they don't have that big, high-paying job, well, they find uh, a joy in something else. If mm. they don't have a spouse because they get divorced or they lose their spouse to illness, mm. uh, then they find joy in something else. Yeah. And so that is, you know, part of the beauty of life is being able to adjust to all the changes that life throws at you. Mm. And again, like I remind my students, it's all about you. It's about managing yourself. It's about learning how to operate in whatever you're given, whatever mm. whatever body shape or whatever spiritual makeup you have, yeah, to be able to navigate this life and and be able to do it the right way till the end. Be sure to check out ncsystema.com slash events for our upcoming workshops and seminars. This month's event, March 16th to 17th, will be an outdoor training camp focused on survival, natural movement, and tactical use of weapons. This is co-taught by myself, Gwen Murphy, and Todd Lauder, Sr., U.S. Special Forces veteran, survival expert, and founder of Tier Consulting and Training. The event will be held on 100 acres of private woodland property outside of Clayton, North Carolina, and is open to all levels of experience. Bring a tent, food, water, clothing, and camping equipment sufficient for one night's stay. Numbers will be capped at 20 persons for safety reasons, and we're already half full, so sign up now to avoid disappointment. Register online at ncsystema.com events. So there's another aspect which um, has always fascinated me, and it's, it's Sistema's capacity for healing. And I've experienced it, you know, on a, on a personal level and, and several different times, where, of, um, where, where it's literally the practice of Sistema and fundamental exercises, even really think very slow things like a basic push-up just done over the course of a minute, or you know, proper form squats and things like that. I've managed to heal injuries that I sustained in previous martial arts, you know, years earlier that I just kind of accepted yeah. accepted as, oh well, I'm middle-aged now, and I guess this is it, and <laughs> I acquire these things until I've got so many that I can't move, and then that's it, like, pretty much. But Sistema has kind of, if not erased, then mitigated a lot of injuries that I've had from past martial arts, and then on a more profound level, you know, when I've reached real kind of difficult times when I've been kind of like anxious or suffered a bereavement or something like that. I was just staggered at how Sistema kind of worked as a system that I could trust in, in the breath work and in the exercises to pull me out of those. And I've seen it in students as well, both my own and in students of other groups in North Carolina and beyond as well. People who've gone through a lot, you know, they've gone through um, adverse experiences or they've gone through, you know, um, you know, Lost, sudden loss of employment or sudden injury or things like that and yeah. um, sudden shocks or you know loss of a spouse things like that and, it, and it's amazing how the the system seems to just help you come back through those and as a kind of professional as a trained and a professional healer yourself have you have you seen that and do you kind of um do you accentuate that in your classes the healing capacity of systema yeah i actually talked to residents at the residency uh, that's next door to my office the the, the medical residency yeah. Uh, I also talk a lot of that to my patients. I have a lot of patients with chronic pain. I have a lot of patients with depression and anxiety disorders. Yeah. You know, some of them have cancer and depression. Mm. I mean, some some of them have a whole bunch of things that I think, oh my God, that would be so difficult to deal with if I had those things. 
But I, I know which tool I would use to try, to try and figure it out. And mm. one of the things that I teach them is about breathing and relaxing. I teach them about their posture. All, you know, all the things that we do in Sistema can translate very, very well to a medical setting yeah. and can promote great health and, and ability for people to withstand the things that, that, that happen in our lives. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I went into medicine because I hated to see suffering. I wanted to help people from suffering. Yeah. I know we all suffer. I know we all will suffer. And, uh, but uh, one of the reasons that I do Sistema is because I want to help uh, people to not suffer. And I want to help people defend themselves yeah. and not suffer. Mm. But also, I don't want the person who's attacking you to suffer, mm. at least not, not to the point where you know somebody grabs you and you break his arm. That that that's uh, a uh, a response that's way out of uh, way out of proportion. But yet you know you see all these ads about oh you know become a lethal fighter in just four minutes. Well, that's not going to happen unless you've got a gun, right? <laughs> but uh, but but the, you know the reality of it is that there is a deeper humanity in Sistema that. Um, teaches you to be a good person, to understand yeah. that that person who's attacking you is also a human being. And for whatever reason, um, you know, you have to uh, think about their humanity too, you know, yeah. as part of, of the equation. So, oh. do, yeah. do, you th do you think it has a special relevance to people with um, kind of anxiety and depression and, and kind of, for the want of a better word, problems with kind of... Um, Mood regulation. You know, you specialize in this specifically, right? The yeah, effects of physiology yeah, yeah, and mood regulation. And, and I think, and like, yeah, that, that so, you know, the, the interesting sorry. thing is uh, people that have sleep disorders or, or you know, generalized insomnia, system of breathing really, really helps them get into sleep. Yeah. Um, uh, for people with anxiety disorders or depression, you can actually uh, make your breathing, alter your breathing to energize you. Yeah. To give you energy when you're tired. Mm. For people with chronic pain, you know, the, the area of the brain that has to do with mood, with sleep, and with chronic pain, it's all the same area. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is that same area, that same area of the brain also has to do with hormone regulation in your body. Mm. Uh, that's an area that when you're stressed, it releases hormones mm. in a dysfunctional way. And so, that, you know, altering people's breathing and their physiology really changes their lives because you change their physiology. You actually, you know, we used to think that, that, that when, when somebody had a stroke or when somebody had uh, certain physical insults, that, that injury was static, that it would never change, that you were basically out of luck, you know, yeah. that you were screwed. Mm -hmm. You know, you could use all kinds of words to describe that. But in reality, we know that your body is also um, changing, you yeah. know, and that your physiology can change to a, a more, uh, a more uh, useful physiology for, for your life. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it is, I've learned so much because of my uh, love of Sistema and I am certain that for whatever reason that I saw that and that I searched it out and that I found it and that I met all the people that I've met, including yourself, hmm. you know, I learned from everybody, and even with people who show up for the first day to train. I learned hmm. a lot of stuff from them. and. Uh, and, and uh, there's a very sort of universal appeal for me. And uh, I think that e even when I'm like elderly, 
Yeah. Uh, which uh, I won't tell you my age, but I'm, I'm close to that. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm going to continue to do it as, as long as I can do it in, in, as, in the ways that I can do it. And, and yeah. when I can't, then I'm going to do small movements. And when I can't do that, I'll just do breathing. Yeah. And when I can't do that, I'll just think I'm breathing, you know, whatever. Right. You know, it's just, <laughs> I'm going to continue it. It's, it's, it's now a part of me. Yeah, never-ending process, right? That's no, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, so this, so the other aspect, um, the other big aspect of um, what impresses me about you is that, that you somehow you found time to be like an internationally renowned jazz musician as well. <laughs> so your band, Aguanco, is phenomenal. I think it's been um, Yeah, a bunch we have of a great awards. band. And, uh, yeah. You know, but believe it or not, that also helps me. Right. You know, yeah. really to compose, you have to be able to access your mood, your feeling. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times... The, the best times for me to compose is not when I'm sitting in front of a piano noodling around or when I'm with my drums. The, the best time for me to compose is when I'm quiet and breathing. Yeah. And then I sort of hear music in my head and I get little snippets of music and then I can build a tune around them. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it is very, very important. The other thing is stage fright. You know, I teach some of these young musicians yeah. how to be able to relax themselves and then to create tension when they're doing that musically. Yeah. And that's like very, very important because if you always are playing this very mellow tone, then you sound like Kenny G, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if you're playing with this harsh tone, you turn people off, they don't want to hear you. Hmm. But if you combine those kinds of things, then you, then you, then you can say something that appeals to everybody. Yeah, this is something that's um, really fascinated me because I, I, I used to be um, well, a lot keener as a musician. I played in a band before I went to university, and but I played mostly guitar. Um, and yeah. then when I um, and I was very technical, I would just sit there for days on end, like learning scales and other people's solos backwards and forwards. And then so I'd you know I'd play bits of other people's solos in different sequences, and then convince myself I was improvising, you know, pretty much, <laughs> and things like that. But um, it, later on, I realised that I didn't really there was kind of something missing from my playing, which is what you know they would t- talk about the greats like Steve Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix or you know phenomenal yeah. uh, jazz musicians and and. and it just it's the feel it's the ability to play like two notes and shake the crap out of them and just make them make a whole audience be like ah wow that, that was it that was the note you know that kind of thing and that's yeah. that and that seems like this ineffable, ineffable quality that you have to go through technique to get to but the interesting thing is that i, t- I took a bunch of time off of playing guitar really mostly because i just had two small children and couldn't really pick the guitar up without like waking up one of the babies or something <laughs> and so it wasn't very popular in the house in a way that it had been before and, and now i play a lot less often but what i find is is that now I pick up and I've, I've lost the ability to shred through a bunch of the solos that I used to play and things like that. But I've, I've found this ability to kind of get ring more out of each note because I'm kind of more relaxed, I'm less hurried, and I can kind of see the bigger picture. And I, I think a lot of that is down to being able to relax as you play. Yeah. Right? So there's, there's, it's not just the performance aspect and how that affects your limbic system and makes you feel scared because you've got 300 pairs of eyes staring at you. That's one thing. Right. But just that ability to, <laughs> to play, for the want of a better word, from your, from your soul, you know, to, to, to do what's necessary and not to kind of embellish it with something, something of other people's music. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I hear like Carlos Santana say that a lot, you know, that sometimes he can sing more with one note yeah. if it's the right note. Yeah. Than, than with a whole bunch of notes. Mm. And sometimes I hear him play and then he hits this note and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the, the hair on your neck stands up. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. wow, that, that. It's like, it's like getting punched in the gut by Mikhail or, or Vladimir, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And pretty amazing. Especially with drums, actually, as well, because after... Um 
after moving here, my wife got into belly dance for a time and she was playing, doing Middle Eastern kind of tribal dance stuff. And, uh, and I ended up joining the band. Mostly I was going to, you know, going and tagging along with her. And there's a whole bunch of husbands who ended up forming a band just because we were dragged along to these shows all the time. Yeah. And, um, and they kind of had a band anyway. And I, and I joined in and they didn't have much need of a guitar player, but they needed somebody else to play Doombek, you know, like the uh, Arab hand drum. Um, so yeah. I just, I started learning how to play that. And I'd never really drummed before all that much. And so there was a learning curve with just the, but there was some percussive skill and things that had carried over from guitar and I, I picked it up in not that much time to get kind of basic you know I wasn't um, great but I could hold down kind of the skeleton of it so that the other Dumbek drummers could sh- you know tap out crazy solos and things like that um, and I got along with that and what I realised when I went for a couple of lessons with one of the guys that had been banned for years and taught drumming lessons like African and Arab drumming lessons was that you, you have to keep your shoulders relaxed the whole time and there's only really tension in just like the fingertips and flicks of the wrist as you do it and, and you have to kind of have this lightness to your hands at some time and heaviness to them at others and uh, you know if you get too caught up in it and, you, and the, the whole upper body gets tense you're just exhausted in no time at all and, and as I'm doing this and I'm learning to try and relax myself and I'm breathing as I'm doing it I'm like my god this is systema you know it's the same thing it, it, I'm hitting this drum I, I have to like keep yeah. the same things going when I'm playing the drum have you found that I mean you play Latin drums which are incredibly complex and you know um, have you found the same sorts of things has it influenced your playing do you think or has it most, I, has I it gone do, the other way you know, does your yeah, music influence yeah, like your it took me a long time to realize that it's not all, that, that you know one once you learn the basic techniques hmm. that then you develop your own technique and your own voice and your own sound and yeah. you know my solos don't sound like anybody else's and my my even my my percussive accompaniment doesn't sound like anybody else's i play my yeah. own thing we, we play standard patterns but i play mine differently hmm. in part because i'm i'm left-handed but i play right-handed hmm. and, and and i train myself to play right-handed just because you know a lot of times when i when I was first learning to play drums, I didn't have a set of my own. I would go and try and sit in with people. And when they, whenever they invited me up to the stage, they were almost invariably almost always set up right-handed. Yeah. So I learned to play right-handed. And mm. uh, But, you know, y- you find your own voice. So, uh, you know, as a parallel to Sistema, when you see uh, Manny work, or when you see Vladimir work, or when you see Quan or when you see yourself in the mirror or in a video, or when you see any of your friends or your students, everybody has a little bit different take yeah. on doing a certain task. And mm. so that that is partly your own unique stamp mm. on anything that you do. And so for drumming, it's the same thing for me. Mm. So that's the other thing that I like about Sistema. It's not like a kata where you have to be uh, in sync with 500 other people mm. and do those movements exactly the same. Yeah. What you do is unique to you and to your physiology and to your sensibility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like um, a lot of martial arts is like, it's almost like learning to play something very classical from sheet music. You know, as, as long as you're staring yeah. at the sheet music and you repeat that, you know, um, with as much fidelity as possible, you're trying to get the kind of the feeling across from the original composer, and your job is to mimic that as closely as possible, right? To to right, fight right. like one of the grandmasters of Taekwondo, or to fight, you know, like Oyashiba and Aikido, or whoever it's going to be. Like your goal is to try and look more and more like him or her or whatever, right? But in Sistema, that's right. not the goal. The, the the goal is to discard the sheet music and improvise, right? Almost as soon as possible, right? And the sooner that you right. can do that, um, the sooner your natural abilities come out, and and they're the things that are really going to serve you in the in the chaos of real combat a lot of the time right right yeah it reminds me of jazz you know so <laughs> yeah 
Is, is there is there another parallel there though? In that with jazz, you can't. Um, I mean, for all that we say about improvisation and just feeling it and finding it and all that kind of stuff, you you can't just pick up a guitar and play jazz or pick up a piano and play jazz, right? It's almost like no. you have to, you have to learn the rules before you can break them. You have to learn what an off note right. is, and you have to you know a good proportion of your notes still have to be within the key before you can make that one off note sound aggressive or you know like or leave it hanging there so the audience will wait right. for you to come back to it. Is is there a parallel there in Sistema? Do you have to learn some fundamentals of of movement or for the one of a better word kind of technique just understanding how bodies work and the ways in which you can punch or you can lock or you can throw before you can start kind of mixing it up and creating your own movements well the, the thing is that when you when you learn like an instrument you have to learn the proper hand position for example in drums for me mm-hmm. i play hand drums i play congas and bongos and uh, it's it's hand position and getting the tone and uh initially I was told if you put your hand here, this is the tone you'll get. If you put your hand there, that's the tone you'll get. Hmm. And but you know, nobody ever talked to me about breathing, about relaxing your shoulders. Hmm. Uh, nobody showed me that. But once uh, once you start sort of mastering the, and then you got to remember the patterns hmm. and what patterns you know was it? What is the order of the sounds to create the pattern? Yeah. Then you got to remember keeping time because you got to be able to play with everybody else, right? Yeah. You're not playing by yourself in a basement or in a garage. Hmm. So um, it, it's the same thing as in Sistema. The parallel is that you learn the basics and then you start bending them and then you start altering them to fit what you do. But you have to maintain the rhythm that you're that you've created. Hmm. Uh, that, that that rhythmic thing is a is a very interesting thing. A lot of times when I see these guys uh, fight, uh, uh, especially like you know Vladimir, Michael, and uh, even even the the, the other Sistema uh, uh, accomplished masters that are in other parts of Russia that I've never met. Yeah. When I see videos of those guys, they're very calm, and they they are able to match. Or blend with whatever rhythm you throw at them, yeah. and then to completely nullify it. So mm. there's a, a rhythmic sensibility and a rhythmic mastery there mm. that is uh, kind of astonishing. Mm. Is how well they're able to pick up what you're throwing at them, yeah. and then to manipulate it to do what what they want you to do. Don't miss your chance to train with senior system instructor Martin Wheeler at the four-day masterclass North Carolina, October 10th to 13th, 2019. The theme this year is soft work to full speed, a progressive multi-day exploration of fighting tactics, covering basic moving and striking, advanced grappling and takedowns, full speed knife and stick work, and tapping the unconscious mind in combat. The event is strictly limited to 35 persons, and advanced pricing is $650 for both days by April the 1st, with the option of a non-returnable deposit of $150 to hold your spot. Register online at ncsystema.com events, or email us for more details. I was watching a, a recent clip of um, Vladimir Zaykovsky, um, who trains under Mikhail in Moscow, I guess, and uh, my good friend Misha Karlov um, trained with him a while back, I think last year when he was in Moscow. And I'd, I'd seen clips of him for a while and was just very, very impressed by his sensitivity and his, you know, his, his apparent awareness of what was going on with his partner. And, and Misha said he trained with them and it was just otherworldly. You know, it was just spectacularly um, 
just a lesson in sensitivity. Like he just felt like a toddler. You know, <laughs> sort of saying, I feel like I just need to go back and learn how to touch people all over again. You know, like with different gradations of sensitivity yeah, and it, control and things like that. Yeah, and, the, yeah. The thing that I love about that is watching. Uh, you know, like I, I, I still don't think that I understand uh, the skill set of these guys. How how mm. profound it is. Yeah. Um, because they are able to adjust to you as a as a beginner. They're uh, able to adjust to you when you when you're intermediate. Mm. They're able to adjust to you when you're when you think that you've accomplished something that you can do something, and you start feeling full of yourself. Yeah. And they're able to turn you back into like like a toddler, like you said. Mm. You know, you, you're like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, you, you you show up with your Sunday punch and and it doesn't work. Yeah. It's just you know you know, uh, and that that is because of that. I think it's because they're able to pick up that sort of energy from you, hmm. uh, wh whether you want to call it rhythm or energy or whatever you want to call it, or, or spiritual force or anger. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of words that, that can come to mind, hmm. but they're able to sort of catch it and then reshape it. Hmm. And, and in reshaping that, it reshapes you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a, there's a question there that I'd have for you, really. From my experience... A little bit as kind of like somebody with a, a very kind of scientific empirical background right i've i've gone through kind of phases of things like in the past where i've studied other things and w went very deep into the the culture for example of aikido and into the whole idea of key and, and energy yeah. and all those kinds of things and I, I kind of ended up feeling a little bit burned by the whole thing and coming out the other side like learning how many of those things are just kind of tricks of physics and positioning and things like that um, and then right. kind of not really for kind of being averse to things outside of kind of um, traditional Western ortho orthodoxy of medicine or orthodoxy of physiology or physics and things like that, right? Um, and yet I've experienced things in Sistema which are just extraordinarily difficult to explain. And I found myself sometimes bouncing backwards and forwards between this kind of little empirical homunculus inside of me trying to explain away everything that I'm seeing and this other part of me which is sort of saying, look, look, you can't explain everything. You just have to do it sometimes and take some things on faith. And Do you find yourself kind of getting bounced into that or have you just you feel like you've given yourself over completely to... System and what it might be able to do. No, no. I, I mean, I, I agree with with what you're saying, and that is that there is a uh, tremendous amount of mystery hmm. to why things happen and how they happen. Yeah. Um, and and you know, you could teach somebody a quote unquote move. You know, I get a lot of people saying, "Hey, show me a system of move." Right. Yeah. And I tell them, "Well, really, there are no moves." Right. You walk across the room for uh, them or something. <laughs> there you go. Right. A move. If you show a hundred people, every one of them will do it slightly differently. Yeah. And uh, I just tell them I can show you concepts, but that's exactly uh, sort of the nut of this: is that there is a great mystery to how our bodies and our psyche functions under stress and under duress. Hmm. And the better you manage it, the better that uh, you are able to control it and manipulate it. Yeah. You know, not only in yourself, but in others. Mm. And uh, the manipulation in general uh, is, you know, from what I've seen, is for the good. I, 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 I don't see a lot of aggressive, angry people at Sistema. Yeah. Uh, if they show up, they either change or they get weeded out. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's kind of a self-limiting system, it seems. Yeah. It, it really is, because, it, you know, you're not giving them what, you're not giving somebody what they want. There's this... Uh, you know, part of the brain, as I'm sure you know, uh, uh, that that is part of the basis of learning mirror neurons yeah. that actually mimic uh, 
things that you see or feel or hear yeah. and and then sort of filter them through the the mess of wiring that, that, that is our brain and our nervous system hmm. and and, re, and try and reproduce it and eventually you can do that but um, the, the the concept of mirror neurons is not just a concept what we know about it is that you can actually by mirroring somebody that's attacking you or that's in my case, maybe sitting in my office angry or upset or in pain hmm. and then relaxing them that I can actually change their physiology too. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes without touching them, most of the time without touching them. Yeah. But, yeah. It, 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 you know, touching them does add another level of of intimacy and of complexity to, to, to that. To that. So, oh. um, you know, the, 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 the old medical term of laying of the hands hmm. uh, takes on a, a much more special meaning because... Sometimes I feel that, like, you know, Mikhail punches me, and boy, he just, it was like the laying of the hands. I felt better. Yeah. And he's punching me. Mm. You know, here's one of the most powerful men on earth mm. punching me. Mm. And uh, I'm feeling like, you know, uh, somehow better. Improved by the experience. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've all experienced it. I mean, I know you have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I asked them, um, once I asked, um, Mikhail, a, a seminar to him, because he was making a point about how if you're using the stick, I think it was at an immersion camp like some years ago, uh, how if when you're using the stick, it should feel like an extension of your arm. When you hit somebody with it, it should be feel the same as if you're just punching them with your own body. And conversely, when you hit somebody with your fist, it should be kind of almost as, as dead an object-like as a, as a stick, you know? And so he's like, you should be able to make them feel like both or either. And I didn't quite understand what he was getting at, and I was kind of... Um, nudged into asking Mikhail directly by a, my, my friend Brandon Sommerfeld who's now left us and I asked him and yeah. sure as hell he, he punched me twice or well, he hit me once with a stick and I was like yep yeah, that feels like a stick <laughs> and then he hit me with his fist and I'm like yeah, that feels like a stick. So <laughs> he could create those uh, those two kind of states just in the way that he was holding himself before he hit me, you know. Like, but then at other times, I've you know experienced other things um, from getting hit by him and from Vladimir as well. So it's a, there's an incredible range to this that just goes way beyond blunt force impact and just transferring momentum, right? That's so right. It's, it's That's a, right. like a, it seems like a strike is an instantaneous connection between two people's nervous systems, and there's there's a, like a dance that goes on there, but it happens over the course of microseconds. And if you're aware right. of the fact that that could happen then maybe you have some control over it but if you if all you think you're doing is throwing an arm at somebody then that's probably the extent of you of what you're going to do to them you know <laughs> and it's kind of and then your yeah. effect on the nervous system is kind of random or it's almost like throwing a rock into a pond you know the ripples just go in all directions and people get agitated and things but they hit with a kind of you know or really good system of practitioners hit with a, a precision that that if not gets an exact effect or an exact emotional effect it's it's it has steering effects on the body right not just the way that your yeah, posture to things yeah. but it can change your mood it can change you know what you think you were about to do you know i've been hit by martin wheeler by vladimir and, and, and by others in such a way that i just forget that what i was doing you know <laughs> like literally like yeah, not, not concussed just like bam and you're like what was i doing again sometimes yeah. there's an intent there yeah and sometimes the intent is just to be neutral not to incite you yeah yeah Definitely, yeah. It's it's a fascinating uh, study of the whole thing. So, um, so where do you so you sort of talk about um, that you see yourself studying Systema kind of lifelong? And um, do you feel like there's more capacity for Systema to be 
spread out um, as a kind of an educational tool? Because for me, I see there's so much benefit to it, both in terms of health, in terms of mental health, in terms of physical health, in terms of people understanding themselves. Now I'm starting to teach kids a lot more and I'm seeing the benefit of building kids' resilience from a young age and just have them think about... um, you know, hardship as a growth experience and things like that as well. I'm, I'm seeing so many applications and it's almost hard for me not to proselytize and be like, everybody should do this, you know? Do you, do you feel that you want to get Systema out to more people or are you kind of content to do what you're doing in, in your corner of the world? No, I, I, uh, I'm very, very interested in doing that. I, hmm. I'm very interested. That, I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, in the middle of my busy life, I took time to go teach a, a class on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's because I, I'm passionate about it. I think that, that, that the good that you do in the world by teaching people this skill uh, just grows exponentially the more you teach it. Yeah. And so that drives me to want to continue to learn and to, you know, train with different, as many different people as I can. I remember the first, uh, the, the very first seminar that I did, you know, you, you show up, you're kind of fearful, mm. you know, because this is definitely one of those uh, one of those martial arts where you can't judge a book by its cover, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you you get guys that are huge and look out of shape, and they and and they're fantastically effective. Mm-hmm. And then you get guys that are that look muscular and uh, you know fit, and and they're just you know it, it doesn't they're not able to deliver. Yeah. So you know you, you show up to these seminars with a sense of fear, and and then you sort of start sort of working with somebody that you feel comfortable with uh, when, in effect, after you grow, you try and get with people that you don't know, that you don't feel comfortable with, that you don't know anything about them, so that you can test what you can do and what you've learned. You know, you you have to have that acid test at some point where Mm. you go out and and actually test what you've learned to see if it's working. And if it's not working, how do you refine it or how do you discard it and then start, you know, do something else? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there's different. It's, um, I've, I've often think of it as almost like a, a laboratory for life. You know, you can kind of yes. play around when you're at a seminar or in a class and you can play with different people and see how you respond to them. And then I see corollaries everywhere when, when you go out and you meet people or, you know, you meet somebody for the first time who's a friend of a friend and they, they seem to rub you up the wrong way and you, you find yourself getting irritated at them and you kind of want them to shut up or, or something. You know? yeah. And they're talking and you're like, wait, wait a minute, why am I okay with that person but not this one? And it's very rarely the case that they're just you know they're just objectionable people and they're and you've realized it in your wisdom you know usually it's because of some sort of interaction that's happened between you and him or her you know you, you've set them off in some way and you and your interaction is what's uncomfortable and and the more i understand right. that the more comfortable i can be even with people who would seem to be aggressive or seem to be you know belligerent or you know trying to be annoying or whatever it's going to be and and it, you tend to have more of a calming influence on people i find Right. I mean, the, the, there is absolutely that, that, that personal responsibility of, you know, what am I bringing to this fight? Or what am I bringing to this unusual interaction? Yeah. What am I bringing to this uh, problem? What, what is my role in creating this? And, yeah. and, and conversely, what is my role in, in improving things? Yeah. And that, that is actually uh, another really profound concept about Systema is that you have a role in any problem, not not only interpersonally, but even in the world. Yeah. You have a role. As small as you think you are, or as uh, hidden away, or as isolated as you might be, there is somehow a role for you to be here, 
and there's a reason for you to be here and to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, my 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 uh, my daily thoughts are how how am I uh, affecting others? Am I at least giving? You know, there are some people that you just can't seem to fix. Yeah. You know, they show up at my office. They have a lot of medical problems and psychological problems and mm. difficulties in their lives. Mm. And I, you know, and, and my goal is that if I can't, if, if I can't give them what they think they need, that at least I give them a little nugget of positivity. Yeah. You know, same thing with somebody attacking you. You know, you don't you don't want to kill a guy who's mentally ill who's attacking you, yeah. or or who or who had a medication interaction and they're not acting themselves. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And and uh, you know you, you don't want to hurt them. You want to be able to calm them and, and then guide them. You know, it's a human being too. And you know, having kids, I always think you know when I see these really uh, angry or upset people, I think you know that was uh, somebody's uh, cherished baby. Right. Or cherished son, or cherished father, or mother, you know, and and I just don't want to, don't want to be the person that that damages that any further. Of course, I don't want him to hurt me or my loved ones or anyone else. But yeah, you you have to you have to consider the bigger picture. Gotcha. You're maintaining a sense of humanity. In the, in the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. So if you had um, if you had one message, if you could kind of give a big billboard advertisement to, to people who have never come across Sistema and don't know anything about its benefits. Um, what, what would you say? Why should people try it? The message is it is the ultimate tool for you to know yourself. Hmm. That's what I would say. Because, you know, and, and, and I get people that tell me, oh, I know, I know who I am. You know, I like to eat cheeseburgers and I like to have the, eat that and I like to do this. And, and it's like, but wait a minute. When you have a heart attack, it'll change everything. Yeah. When you have a stroke, it'll change everything. When you have a brain tumor, it will change everything. Um, how can you become resilient and resourceful so you can live life to its fullest with the time that you're given? Mm. Because we're only all, we're here only for a minute, all of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And some for just a few seconds, you know, but um, literally and figuratively, you know. But as a general rule, we're all here just for a minute, you know, and uh, uh, y y y you want to uh, know yourself so that you can navigate uh, what life throws at you. So oh. if, that's, if that's the only nugget I can give them, it's, it is the ultimate tool for you to know yourself. That's brilliant. That's a, I think it was one of the Stoics, maybe Marcus Aurelius, um, that said, um, it, or maybe it was Socrates, I can't remember, that said uh, the, unexamined yeah. li the unexamined life is not worth living. And so it seems like uh, right. advocating that Sistema is one of the best tools for living an examined life that you could imagine, <laughs> one of the best ways you can yeah, spend your time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get examined by getting punched in the gut, but it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Not all examinations are, are enjoyable, and you know that full well as a doctor. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with that, I'm off to book my next proctology exam. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Alberto. I'm mindful of your time here. We've been on for nearly an hour, but um, I'd love to get you back on um, back onto the uh, show at some point, maybe to share your observations on the on the seminar. So you headed up to Vladimir's well, edge, edge to, seminar. Yeah, this we're driving out tomorrow with some of the students, and uh, Great. like I say, it's their first time there, and there's this sort of nervous buzz yeah. uh, from them and I just tell them you know what it, it, you're, yeah it's normal to feel that way experience it and then look at yourself and see what it is you can do to make it better or to change it 
right. and, and, and try and understand that there are other people there that are just as nervous yeah. or scared as you are, or more so. And, mm-hmm. and how do you make it better for them? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm actually headed up there, and I wasn't able to make it for the uh, seminars, but I'm headed up to um, Toronto in three weeks' time with two of my students. And oh, one, one of them it will be yeah, his, his first visit as well. So he's he's a he's going to have a, a, an amazing time, I'm sure, when we go up to see Vladimir and, and the other folks yeah. up there. So that'll be brilliant. Well, thanks well, so much. That would be great. Yeah. Well, I hope to run into you sometime soon, my friend. Absolutely. And thank yeah. you for having me on the show. Yeah. Till then, safe travels and have a good time up in Toronto. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Systema, please visit us online at www.ncsystema.com.